0: 18 minutes after 10 and uh, it's time for us to look at a very sensitive issue, absence of biological fathers. And I say it's sensitive because it's personal. I I grew up without my biological father knowing who he is, um, knowing where he is, but there was no will from him so it's not just my story it seems that a black children aged between um, zero or from birth until 17 were the least likely according to statistics to stay with their biological fathers at home compared to their peers of other races and that's what we're going to be looking at right now so please weigh in on this discussion on 011 714 or sms on 41391 whatsapps go to 0614 104 107 let me welcome. Welcome, Dr. Sebla Waku, who's the director, um, education statistics at Stats SA. Thank you very much for joining us, Dr. Waku. You and the listeners. Dr. Waku, take us through the, the the thinking behind going into statistics around absent fathers in South Africa.
1: Uh, thank you um so we have written this report about the well-being of children and their education and we were looking at the, their social well-being and uh, that included family structures and because it's uh, the role of family members is important in the life of young children because they are the ones uh, that they spend a lot of time with so the general survey household survey um includes questions on Uh, whether biological parents are part of the household so in 2018 the data shows that close to 34% of children stayed with both their biological parents and depending on how we define children meaning if we include children of 18 years old or um, others uh, meaning or younger the statistics change slightly and then while close to around 20% stayed with neither of their biological parents In the report that was released last week in February, we reported that this trend among children aged 0 to 17 and focusing mostly on whether the children were staying with their biological parents, we um, showed that the trend on biological mothers staying with their children has marginally increased from 71.6% among black African children to 74% between 2014 to 2018. Whereas, um, if we look at the biological, um, the children staying with their biological fathers stayed around. um, So there's slight variations in the stats if we break down the analysis by the age of the children and the population group and all that. It, It is more likely that biological parents stayed with younger children compared to older children. So for instance, Close to 40% of the children aged 0 to 6 stayed with their fathers. It is also more likely that fathers stayed with their biological children if they were legally married or cohabiting with their um, partners. But among those children who stayed with both their biological parents, the trend for all the years revolved around 28% for black African children aged 0 to 17. We also uh, see this percentage declining among colored children from more than half, uh, half, around 50% in 2014, to less than 50% in 2018. And it remains high among Indians and white children. So the, 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 the percentage, if we break it down by population group, the percentage is the lowest among black Africans. And it's because also they drive the statistics being the largest uh, population group in the country. So in 2018, uh, the data shows that among children 0 to 17, 28.4% stayed uh, with both their biological um, parents, whereas if we um, look at those who stayed with um, their mothers, it's about, uh, you know, 45.6%. among um, you know the, uh, the white, uh, black children, but coming back to the question that you posed um, about black African children staying with their fathers in 2018, again the data revolves around 32%, um, and it has uh, you know remained the same, more stable around uh, you know in all the years.
0: So between 2018, Dr. Walku, and 2021, not much change has been uh, seen when it comes to these uh, statistics. Talk to us about um, the, the relationship between this data that you have found and, our, and, and the rest of the other indicators in terms of our economic performance, in terms of uh, the education system and everything else that you have correlated it with.
1: So, what we can say about the educational outcome of these children? I think mostly I can speak about the educational outcome of these children, because we all, always say that um, education should start uh, should start from you know the earliest age, and focusing on the early childhood development of the children. And we have included a section in this report that speaks about that. Uh, we the report also shows that young children are mostly not attending school or not attending early childhood development um, uh, institutions. And then we're asking, so what are these children uh, doing or what type of education are they receiving where they're in the households? And we ask a few questions on the type of stimulations that these children are receiving uh, during their stay at home. And we can see that, again, there is uh, large differences by population group among these children where black children are receiving less stimulation compared to the rest of the population group. And while we speak about stimulation it's about having somebody in the household reading for them having somebody in the household who can count with them and so on and so on. So because we know that the structure of um, you know households in in South Africa are slightly different because they, they could be um multi generational you know structures and we have shown this in our surveys um children may not really get you know attentions from biological parents in terms of this kind of um educational you know um stimulations that they could receive um so so that has you know um a lot of impact on their Future educational um, outcomes. Although the you know that our report doesn't really show uh, some of the relationships that um, that you 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 are uh, asking about, but it it, it is a good um, it's an area of interest that uh, uh, future research can can be also be done about.
0: Dr. Asabla Woku, thank you very much for joining us and shedding some light on the statistics. We continue with this conversation, obviously, and uh, I'd like to hear from you, our listener, our A-team listener, um, on 011-714-2006, around the absence of biological fathers. If you grew up that way, how did it impact you as an adult now, in hindsight, if you are a father and have Walked away from your child or children? What are the reasons? Please do call in and let us know. Or WhatsApp 0614104107. In fact, in terms of SMSs, there's one here that says, <laughs> um Is it possible to be physically present and yet absent from both parents in the life of a child? So, yeah, there are some issues here. There are some issues. Others are saying, Patricia, some men use denial of paternity as an excuse to be absent. One wonders, why then? Why don't they take DNA tests? This is from Vuyo in Blumfontein. While an anonymous on SMS says, baby mamas have a big problem of keeping kids away from the fathers. Mothers need to come to the party. So would love to hear from you. But now I'm going to be welcoming our next guest, Castro Sinyadi, who is um, chairperson of uh, We Are Fathers, We Are Parents. Castro did come on air yesterday and was speaking to us as a as an A-team listener. Castro, thank you very much for joining us once again.
2: Thank you for, for the opportunity, Patricia and the team. And uh, we really appreciate this uh, platform to talk about these issues because they are burning issues.
0: They are burning issues and they've been around for a long, long time in our country. I mean, we've heard the stats from Dr. Seblo Woku, who is um, at Stats SA. M- my question to you, and I'm, I'm sure your organization has looked at this because you advocate clearly for fathers and for parenthood, is what is the role that apartheid played in dismantling the, 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 the African family and the structure of, of how the family is supposed to be?
2: You will remember that uh uh, the, the people, especially black people, they had to move to the cities uh, to find jobs and they had to leave families for so many, many months. Maybe they would come back home once uh, a year in Christmas time. And uh, that, uh, you know, contributed a lot. And as well, obviously, the loss of the time. Uh, they were, they, there was something around children, you know, out of uh, uh, unmarried, uh, you know, spouses, uh uh, declared illegitimate. So it, mean, it therefore means those children wouldn't be treated as your your average child from a married uh, a couple. Uh, there's a range of other things, but in the main, migrating to, 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 to the working areas, it, it, I think it, it, it plow plowed the culture of us as people to normalize the fact that you know a father can go away and leave the children with the mother. And uh, this is now Uh, Now the responsibility that fathers are reclaiming to say we want to be fathers, we want to be parents to our children because we have time, we will create time. But now we are finding that there's cultural issues that are also involved. Uh, that I seem to believe that, or to make people believe that mothers are the only caretakers of children. Uh, you know, children are the properties of mothers. Uh, the father can just, you know, go and work and send money for maintenance of the children. The, the father doesn't necessarily have to be present. And that uh, is damaging to the children.
0: Castro, you know when you say it's a cultural um, uh, problem, I think it's not a cultural issue, but it's due to the fact that our history has determined this. Because our, our it's it's not our culture to believe that, especially in the African context, that uh, a child is raised just by a mother. Our our culture in the African context says a child is raised by community, but the smaller community being mother, father, and all those around them. So I feel, and I, I wanted to weigh heavily on this because I don't believe we can fix the issue of uh, absent fathers in South Africa or Africa if we don't address the issue of the past. I feel that apartheid had a huge role, and if we don't call it out on what it has done to our families, our men, our women, psychologically, and try and address that, we might never ever get to an end of this because, yes, as you're rightfully saying, there are fathers who want to step up, but there is a bigger portion that are, that is not stepping up. Hence, the statistics are showing that a lot of black children are without their biological fathers, not because they're dead, not because they're in prison, but because they just choose to be absent.
2: Yes, that that is why there was, I think, an effort to to redress the the, the, the past, uh, you know, brought by apartheid uh, on the on the on the on the uh, introduction of the Children's Act, the thirty eight of two thousand and five. But that act, to me, it looks like a, a proposal of something that must be done. It leaves lo- uh, a lot of it it's got loose, loose ends. For misinterpretation by anyone who wants to apply it anyhow they want and even culture you you, you are right it is just misinterpreted and and it, it has been accept it has been acceptable as, as for me personally i'm not just i'm i'm i'm, I'm an alienated uh, 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 parent my daughter has been trafficked to the grandparents after the mother has passed on so I, I think it is just the continuation of how people misinterpret things in order to suit whatever situation. I was actually told that uh, by a judge that uh, uh, a, a, a cock cannot live under the same roof with a hen because it will mate with it. So you can imagine that it's no longer about the law, it's about how people feel and the stereotypes that they have, the beliefs that they have. But the Children's Act was supposed to have. Redress these problems. Unfortunately, we are we are we are coming across a situation where this problem now is systemic. The same officials, the same courts that are supposed to assist in trying to conscientize the mothers and the, the maternal grandparents that you know the children are, are are supposed to be raised actually, like you said, by the whole village, starting from the family itself. Uh, we are finding this this uh, state organs being used to to try and reward uh, the maternals the mothers and the grandparents for whatever reasons bitterness of the mother instead of coming as family advocate as social uh, uh, workers as the judges as the magistrate as the police and come in and say we are sober-minded people we are not going to allow the child to suffer because you are fighting against each other we are here to service the best interest of the child, and I raised that this issue yesterday because I'm thinking it is human rights man, uh, human rights man, and whatever is happening when 70 percent of the children are not living with their parents, a caring government should ask themselves a question: What are the causes of this? And an innocent person would think the causes are that fathers are just deadbeat; they just leave their children, and uh, you know, you know, I've heard that when people realize that i am fighting for my daughter i've had i think two white people who text me because they know me they said you know they they are surprised that i'm fighting for the right to raise my child because they they assume that black people don't care about their children And, and
0: and that castro takes me back to the fact that we as black africans through the systems of colonization through the systems of apartheid have undergone so many injustices that now it seems normal we even call it a cultural practice and other races view us as well this is just what we don't do or what we do do and I I do believe that there's merit in us really digging deeper into colonialization and its impact and Effects on our society and our family structures, and also into apartheid. Castro, let me go to uh, some uh, messages here on SMS, and then we'll go to uh, the news um, headlines. Straight after that, you and I will come back. This one says: three boys, aged 13, uh, born of a single mother. All right. Raised, I think that's what you need to say. Not born of a single mother because a single woman can't uh, um, (laughs) impregnate herself. But yeah, born of a single mother, broke into my parents' house. Government must run campaigns to discourage single mothers. This is from Motswana. Okay. Being discouraged there. I saw people crying at my father's funeral, but I was not crying because I didn't know him and I never lived with him. To me, he was a total stranger, but may God save his wonderful soul. That's from Lungisani in Queenstown. Sad reality that we are faced with here in South Africa. It's a 10.30. Let me go now to uh, the headlines with Nandika Bukis.
2: Hashtag SFM Talking Point.
0: Let me go now to Wandi Lynn Rustenberg as we continue our discussions with um, uh, Castro Musignadi, who's a chairperson at uh, the We Are Fathers, We Are Parents organization. We are talking absence of biological fathers. We heard the stats from uh, Stats essays uh, Dr. Sebla Woku around the high number of absent fathers, especially in black African families. Wandi Lynn Rustenberg, good morning.
3: Good morning, Sissy, How are you? Excellent. How are you doing? Uh God is good. Cici, let me say uh, myself. I will. Uh, it's not about the statistics, but I will say why. I, I will try to uh, point some, to highlight some point. Why do we have so much uh, kids? uh who grew up without their father what are the reasons i'll just uh, pinpoint some few things about that as quickly as, uh, as possible number one issue i will say is the civil courts or the, the court we have uh nowadays which is the euro i i, I don't know uh, if i'm co- putting it correctly if i will say the european court because as we, have, we used to have our own uh, system of justice but the, the system of justice that we have now it's not uh, uh originally from africa so i will refer to it as western uh why do i say it, it's them okay let me uh, go to, put the point like this myself i'm a swati uh, as a swati they, they are the traditional ways or we, we have a traditional culture how we grow a child who owns a child and uh, I believe as Africans like Zulu, Kosa, Swana, Sutu, whatever, our cultures, they, they have similarities. We, we say common things in our cultures. So what is happening in, in, with me as a Swati is also happening to somebody else as a, 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 a which means we are having one common way of raising a child. With our tradition, a child doesn't belong to me and my wife. A, a child belongs to my father. That's the, the first parent. The second parent is my my mother, who's, who's the grandmother of the child. The, the the third parent is the father of the uh, of my wife. The fourth parent is the um, the grandmother, or the mother of uh, of my wife. Then myself, I'm the fifth parent to the child. The, 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 my wife is the sixth parent. according to our tradition. But now the court has put all the rights to one person, the woman. If uh, today I fight with my wife or whatever reason we separate, the woman has got all the rights. He can play around with me with the uh, about the ownership or the custodian of the uh, the kids. I have nowhere to run. I can run all the courts. She will be given the first preference. This is how uh, our most uh, men are, are, are now are, are no longer living with their kids. Not because they want. It's because of the law. The law favors the woman. The second issue, I will blame the woman. Most of the time when we fight, the thing uh, when we separate, we don't separate as lovers. We separate uh, as people who have a, a, a tendency of separating or of graduating to become enemies. Instead of separating from being lovers, we tend to become enemies. So if we become enemies, now my wife doesn't want to see anything in progress with me. Uh, one of the things is the kids. It now stop me from seeing the kids. The problem now, who, who received the problem are the kids. But the woman is fighting me using the kids. Thirdly, sometimes you can separate with a woman. Who maybe has a good heart, he allows you to the, to, to have access to your kids. Now I have to move on with life and get another woman. The new woman who I, I, I got now is he, also going to oppose my kids. He doesn't want my my kids. You understand? The problem now is around the woman. This is the first woman. He refused me the, the kids i'm making an example okay I, uh, maybe an, an, a woman is, uh, is accessible that these kids are both ours he gives me access to the kids now i have a new one uh, new woman this new woman doesn't want me to that uh, uh to have access uh, to my kids. Yeah, that's Wandile, one it seems anymore. that
0: um, around your concept, is, uh, is the center of it is the woman, the woman, the woman. One way or another, it's the woman that's causing the men not to have access to their children. Um, thank you. Let me go to Mpo in Bulukwane. Mpo, good morning.
4: Yes, madam. How are you?
0: Good, thanks, Mpo.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm humbled. I'm humbled. Yeah, quite an interesting topic, this one. Uh, you are with me?
0: We can
4: hear you, Paul. Go ahead. Yeah, it's a quite an interesting topic. It's a manifold. This one, in which we're in this way. Number one, you find that a, a, a sort of lack of responsibility from a lot of men. They just walk around and they spread children. And another one, you find women as a, a, a mother using children as a security of some sort in their battles against men. But uh, growing without a father uh, and having to have a child and having to be a father, it takes uh, one to be responsible of (laughs) your actions. Remember the resultant between the meeting between a woman and a man. uh, That is natural. The outcome is exact. And uh, if you were to be playing somehow, and then mistaking A lot of children are called mistakes. They have done them by mistakes. And I don't know what they did. First was a mistake or what. But they saw they were, uh, uh, when they did whatever they did, the outcome, the child, suffers. And then uh, you'll find the child is being put on the center of the battle between the mother and the father. Or somehow the father is not accessed because of certain uh, love politics, you would say that. But growing without a father number one, I have suffered that. Number one it uh it distracts psychologically. Because number one, having to grow without a father with a a lovely mother, very good looking somehow, you will have this multiple kinds of boyfriends. Some will be coming, some will be going. So we are not you have too many angles so to say. Psychologically that is out of line. And I think there must be a legislation <laughs> that when you're impregnate, you must marry. We must not play with bad politics. Then we bring children and then we run away from them. And ancestrally, we're going to create a certain kind of a, 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 a breed kind of people. They will not be knowing their roots, where they are coming, so they are mixed people. So ancestrally, that is out to we need to trace our blood. Don't throw your blood right away. I mean, everywhere. And then you take no responsibility of that. Number one, I don't have a child. As a, as a city. Why? Because I'm not yet at the economic uh, level where I can support. And rather, I would rather be alone than have a child who's going to go the same route that I traveled. The way I grew up, I will people, uncles, you are not sure who's your father. Uh, you uh, you need support emotional, morally as a, as a child from both parents. You miss those things. So uh, a child between a man and a woman is a holy kind of a gift. So it must be taken care of as such.
0: Thank you very much, Impor. Thank you. Uh, We'll come uh, to uh, more of your calls and your comments after the break. Let me remind you that we are speaking about uh, statistics that came out in 2018 and have not changed in 2020 from stats SA around the number of children uh, from birth to the age of 17 that um, were least likely to stay with their biological fathers at home compared to their peers of other races. We heard from uh, Dr. Sebla Woku, who's the director of a at Statistics SA. Let's uh, go to a break. It's uh, f- 20 minutes to uh, 11. And remember, at 11 o'clock, Nandika Bukas comes in with the news bulletin. SAFM. <laughs> Primetime all day long. 104 to 107, SAFM leading the conversation. I am Patricia Nduli, standing in for Kathy. And uh, we are talking currently to Castro Cignadi, who um who's the chairperson of We Are Fathers, We Are Parents. And we are looking at the issue of absence of biological fathers. Now, I'm going to go to France, who's in Pulugwane. France, good morning.
5: Uh, good morning, Patricia. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm, I'm good, great, thank you. Uh, Patricia, we, we spoke about, I mean, this issue on your show uh, a couple of, I think it was just last month as well. And um, we tried that, uh, you know what, let's come uh, with solutions to resolve these matters, you know, uh, as South African men, you know, and women as well. Uh, Patricia, I'm a single father myself. And uh, with my first child, I had to fight, you know, through the court, you know, to get uh, custody of my child. You know, so that uh, I could take care of myself. I mean, my son, and be hands on on everything because uh, I was not happy where he was. And uh, one thing that is failing us as men—not all men run away from their responsibility, not all of us. The first thing that is failing us is our justice system. Our justice system uh, is so pathetic, is poor. For a man to go through that and win any case, you had—I mean—to get the best lawyer in town that money can buy. To—I mean—to can have custody of your child the second thing as africans you know that is contributing to this is uh, is poverty you know this thing uh, kathy is i mean sorry patricia is contributing a lot because i mean if you go to villages There are families that are so poor, and some of these, some of their school children who are just giving birth to kids so that they can have something, you know, on the table. you find an 18-year-old is already a mother of two, a mother of three, you know, and they are having, I mean, kids with their their fellow students at school. So how do you tell a 19-year-old to be a responsible father as well, you know? It's not easy i mean for 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 all of us to take responsibility. Some of these boys they are still young themselves, they don't even know you know the responsibility of being a mother because they are still under the roof of their own parents. So this issue is a big issue i mean and the other thing that I don't understand uh, Patricia, you are a mother as well, I believe, and then the thing is if your daughter gets pregnant. And you are just happy to have grandchildren all over your house and you don't even know who their father is. And that makes you happy. You don't question anything about it. That's one of the things that I don't understand with parents these days how we operate. You know, men, for them to have rights, I mean, to access to their kids, women are very emotional, you know, human beings. And you have to find a way to deal with them, because a lot of them, they are bitter. They will do everything in their power to make sure that you don't have access to your child, you know. And then they end up blaming us that, no, we are not responsible fathers and stuff like that. I am a father of two, I mean, uh, a divorcee. I'll never have a, a kid with anyone in this world, you know, because I have to be responsible and take care of my two kids rather than to go around and have kids, I mean, all over. Whereas my son, I mean, my kids are going to suffer at the end of the day. But our justice system is so poor, I thought maybe that you'll bring one from the Justice Department so that we can question these guys, how they deal with these cases when we go to court. Because even if you go to divorce court, now there are women who are fully packed there, fighting for divorces. But if you try to find out some of the reasons, they are just lousy reasons why they need these divorces. (laughs)
0: Thank you very much, Franz, for weighing in. And I'm going to bring in uh, Castro, Uh, Castro, who's our guest and the chairperson at We Are Fathers, We Are Parents. Castro, I've got some messages here, okay, uh, from uh, our listeners via SMS. This one says, blaming white people for bad parenting? How sad. Shifting blame again. Um, I don't remember anyone blaming any race for what's happening in the black communities. I'll let you weigh in. Another one says... um, Hi, please help me understand the fact that apartheid is one of the causes of absent fatherhood. Were men actually forced to go work in the cities? This is from Mrs. G. L- let's let's look at these two SMSs that we we received, um, Castro. Uh, okay, and I- I'll let you weigh in.
2: Yes, the first one about uh, blaming white people. You are right. I didn't blame anyone. I only said those people know uh, know me. They were surprised because. I think they they thought uh you know there's a stereotype that black people, black fathers don't care about their children, so they were sending me that those messages to encourage me to say, Hey, we are surprised we are doing this uh they didn't know that you know black people care about their children so secondly, yes uh, you know as uh, you know as as we were growing up, a lot of people used to work in the mines in the cities, and that that broke families and the brokenness. Is instilled on the children. All they know is that it is normal for a father to leave the children with the mothers and, 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 and go away. As we speak today, there are also fathers who are, who are leaving their children, who are deserting the, their children just like that. And then there's also fathers who are forced to keep quiet because they know. If you ask five people in the street now, I, I bet you four out of five will tell you, if not five, that if you go to court, to the children's court, you will not win. Anything regarding your children, and that is what is happening. The justice system, like uh, other callers have said, they are failing us. That is why we thought they must be here to account. We want to hear them saying because what is happening when children uh, are, are kept away from their their fathers? It is called parental alienation. Parental alienation is abuse when the child is being kept by the mother or the grandparents, like my child and the Solomon, the Stella, who are also victims and other men they don't just keep them and keep them happy they keep them and condition them to view their father as not the normal person that the child must view as a a biological father they would want the father the the child to view at least their current maybe spouse or, or 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 husband or boyfriend as the normal person because the child cannot view me as a biological father normally and view the other, uh, the step uh, 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 father normally as well. So we have a problem. That is why we ended up going to the, to the, to the, to the uh, Commission for Gender Equality because we believe we can say whatever we say. In this country, there's a constitution. The constitution says that all are equal before the law. But when we go to the children's court, when we go to the family advocate, they, they, whatever application is happening is biased towards women. It favours women. They, it means, therefore, uh, I'm no longer as a father. as a biological father. Normal. The section 20, I think, of the of the Children's Act, it automatically gives uh, uh, mothers, uh, you know, parental responsibilities and rights. But as a father on section 21, I have to meet a certain criteria to qualify. But imagine when we when we were engaging in the process of making that that that, that child, there was no all these implications of section 20 and section 21 they come only after we separate if we get back together they disappear the perpetuators of this problem is the state organs the family advocate the social workers the magistrates the judges and they frustrate fathers to one to think that one day they will give up they will give up the other caller spoke about getting the best lawyer uh, in town. It's not only getting the best lawyer. It's getting the best lawyer who's well connected connected to the system to buy the system so that you as a father, you do not stand a chance. You just lose your case. Uh, the idea is to bankrupt uh, fathers. I personally have lost, it's not much, 100,000 on legal fees. I know somebody who's lost 150. I know somebody who's lo- lost a million and more because of the processes of fathers wanting to be uh, present uh, 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 on, their, on their children's life, But we have a system that is failing us. We went to the Human Rights Commission and said, why are you, uh, are you standing by and watching when uh, uh, children's rights are being violated? Maybe it's fine. They think uh, as fathers, we, we don't matter. What matters is to push the agenda of women because they need to be uh, protected. We understand that. But let's mobilize society. Let's not divide people or, uh, according to gender. Let's mobilize and unite people for the benefit of our children because we are breaking children. The crime that we see today, some of it comes from the lack of father figures. The the, you know, the the other, you know, the the girl child as well. The brokenness as they meet from different families without father figures. They try to maneuver around something they don't don't understand. That is why you find that this problem is, I promise you next year or next time when they give the statistics, if there's no intervention uh, 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 done by the state, there will be a growth in the statistic it will be on 75, 80 percent of, 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 of absent fathers because the state is perpetuating this. And the Human Rights Commission, the Gender Commission, they are standing by. The Department of Justice is standing by. And yes, poverty is playing a role. People think the social child uh, uh, support grant and maintenance, they, 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 they raise children. It's not enough. Children need emotional uh, support. I mean, we have a government that has capacity to find this information from psychologists. They can help them to understand why do we have what we have today. Uh, what is wrong with our children? They are bullying each other at school. They are involved in drugs. There's all this crime. Why? Do I have learned that 85 of, percent of people who will be arrested would normally be coming from uh, you know father you know families without fathers. So you see, the problem is widespread. But people are politicizing our children. And we are saying, we are standing up, we need our children, we need our rights as parents, we need the Constitution to be uh, uh, to be respected because we cannot allow to be divided into married and unmarried fathers. And then, in the end, the person who suffers is the child because the child of m- myself as an unmarried father becomes indirectly illegitimate. That child before the law doesn't enjoy the same uh, uh, benefits as the child of married people.
0: Thank you very much, Castro. Um, and yes, definitely, there's a, a lot that we need to look into from our history to where we currently are. And uh, we, we understand the the, the the impact that this is having on society. And hopefully that something will be done. We really appreciate you um, uh, coming in on this, Castro. Have a good afternoon. Oh, good morning, further. <laughs>